Why bother with a weekly plan when a single crisis can destroy the whole week? That's what I'll be answering this week. Hello and welcome to episode 269 of the Working With podcast, a podcast to answer all your questions about productivity, time management, self-development and goal planning. My name is Carl Pauline and I'm your host for this show. I'm sure you've heard the saying, no plan ever survives contact with the enemy. And there are numerous variations to this quote. One of my favourites is allegedly by Mike Tyson that states, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Now, it would be easy to take these quotes at face value and decide there's no point in planning the week when the chances are some crisis or another will come up on Monday morning rendering any plan you may have useless. Well, that's not strictly true. A plan's purpose is to guide you through the week. It's designed to keep you focused on what's important and prevent you from being pulled off track by these crises that will inevitably crop up. There's always something unexpected. That could be your colleague calling in sick, an important meeting being cancelled or postponed or a catastrophic problem with one of your customers. However, having a plan means no matter what is thrown at you, you still have a roadmap that will guide you through the week. There's still an objective, and it's that that ensures that while you may not be able to get everything done that you set out to accomplish, you at least get some of it done. So today, I will outline why, despite the chances of you being pulled away from your plan, it's still important to have a plan. And so, without further ado, let me hand you over to the mystery podcast voice for this week's question. This week's question comes from Matthew. Matthew asks, Hi, Carl. I know you always stress how important it is to do the weekly planning. But I find every time I do one, by Tuesday afternoon, that plan is useless. Because so many issues and problems come up and I have to deal with them and forget my plan. Do you have any insights why and how planning can stop this from happening? Hi Matthew, thank you for your question. Sometimes when we talk about doing a weekly plan or weekly review, many people miss its main purpose. A plan for the week is not to give you a step-by-step micromanaged plan for the week. It's to give you a set of objectives to achieve that will take you from where you are today to where you want to be at the end of the week. Let me give you a simple example. Say I need to get a 5,000 word report written next week. Now logically I would divide that work up into writing a thousand words each day next week. That's a plan. It's a project broken down into smaller steps. 
But what happens if something comes up on Tuesday afternoon at 4pm that requires all my time and attention? I may even have to go off-site and visit an important customer on Wednesday to fix the problem. Now my carefully laid out plan of writing 1,000 words each day has been destroyed. I'm not going to be able to write anything on Wednesday and Tuesday, because of the crisis, I was only able to write 500 words. Now, the week is only halfway done and I'm 1,500 words behind. Now, here's the thing. The objective was not to write 1,000 words per day. The objective was to complete the 5,000 word report by the end of the week. The plan was to write a thousand words, that's now gone, but the objective still remains the same. All I need do now, when I get back on Wednesday after resolving the issue, is to readjust my plan. Okay, I cannot finish it by writing a thousand words on Thursday and Friday, but I can if I write 1,750 words per day. I will still accomplish my objective and all I needed to do was to adjust my plan. Now, it's likely you will need to also adjust your timings. Perhaps you allocated an hour each day to writing the report. Now you need to increase that time to 90 minutes per day. But finding an extra 30 minutes each day for two days is not a huge dilemma. Making adjustments to your plan is far better than giving up altogether and getting stressed out. That's not going to solve anything. Work the problem in front of you. Don't make things worse by worrying about things you cannot do anything about right now. This is why we need to build two things into our days. The first is some buffer time. For me, I like to give myself at least 30 minutes between sessions of work where possible. Sometimes that's not always going to be possible, say, when I have back-to-back -back meetings. But for the most part, I will have at least two 30-minute buffer slots in my day, even on the busiest of days. Secondly, doing a daily planning session. Now, your daily planning session is not about creating a new plan. Its purpose is to make sure you're still on track with your weekly plan. It's here where you have an opportunity to make small adjustments to your weekly plan that will help you reach your objectives for the week, or if necessary, adjusting your weekly objective. I like to think of my weekly plan as like a flight plan for a commercial flight. Let's say I'm flying between Seoul and Paris. This is a flight that leaves Seoul at around 11.30 a.m. Seoul time and arrives in Paris around 4 p.m. Paris time. It's a 15-hour flight. The flight is scheduled every day, yet each day the pilots will have a briefing meeting to review the weather, the flying time, the anticipated weight and calculate how much fuel they will need. They will also confirm their flight plan based on conditions in countries they are flying over, both in terms of weather and the geopolitical developments. For example, this flight previously took around 11 hours, yet in February 2022, it was no longer possible to fly over Russia and Ukraine. Russia's invasion of Ukraine was not known to Air France before the day they entered Ukraine, yet the pilots will have adjusted their flight plan to fly around Russia and Ukraine 
thus avoiding any potential danger to the flight. The objectives of the pilot was not to fly between Seoul and Paris in 11 hours. The objective was to get the passengers, crew and plane to Paris safely. On that day in February last year, the pilots achieved their objective. Nobody complained that the flight arrived four hours late. So Matthew, the purpose of planning the week is to give you a set of objectives and a framework in which to achieve those objectives. The purpose of planning the day is to confirm you are on track and to make any adjustments if necessary. When I begin a typical week, I will have 20 coaching calls booked in. That's 20 hours of calls and a further 7 hours of writing feedback on those calls. However, each week I will likely have 2 or 3 calls cancel and reschedule for another day. That means I will have a few extra hours in which to catch up on work or something else. I know most of you may begin the week with a set number of meetings already planned. But some of those will cancel or reschedule for another week. So while it's likely additional work will come in as the week progresses, work you did not anticipate having to do you are also going to pick up some extra time too with work that either no longer needs doing or cancelled meetings. Over the course of a week, things generally balance out. Throwing your plan out because Monday or Tuesday didn't go to plan is not a good strategy. Work the problem in front of you and get back to your plan. Then at the end of the day, give yourself 10 to 15 minutes to make any adjustments to your weekly plan based on your objectives for the week. Now, how to stop problems and issues arising in the first place? That comes down to anticipating future problems. This will generally only come from experience, but doing the weekly planning also gives you an opportunity to plan ahead and to anticipate what could go wrong. One of the biggest benefits of getting yourself organised and being consistent with your weekly and daily planning is you are moving from being reactive, reacting to events, to being proactive, being prepared for events. It's not something you even need to learn. It's a natural coincidence of having some time at the end of the week and looking forward and seeing the bigger picture of what you are trying to accomplish. Now, something else that works well is what I call front-loading the week. What this means is you try to get as much of your fixed work done early in the week. If you have a number of tasks that require a lot of focus or time, try to schedule these for early in the week. This will help you later in the week because either they are done or if they need finishing, the biggest part of the task has already been completed. You only then need to find a small amount of time to finish them. I do this with my writing. I try to get as much of my writing done on Monday and Tuesday. If you have an important meeting to prepare for later in the week, do the hard work on Monday and Tuesday. It takes the pressure off you and leaves you feeling, leaves you free to fine tune things later. 
However, the most powerful thing you can do is to make sure you're doing the daily planning session. This, think of this as debriefing meeting with yourself to review your plan and consider new tasks that have come in and to revise your plan if necessary. Becoming better with your time management and being more productive is not going to stop additional work from coming in. However, what it does do is train you to quickly decide what is important. You become better at making decisions and it's that speed with your decision making that improves your overall productivity. If something needs to be done, then it needs to be done. All you need do is decide when you will do it. Thank you, Matthew, for your question. I hope this has helped. And thank you to you too for listening. It just remains for me now to wish you all a very, very productive week. <laughs>